1: Young children love to learn and use new words. How do we tap into this natural curiosity and excitement to support vocabulary development? Hi, I'm Steph from Heinemann, and today on the podcast, we're joined by Tanya Wright, author of A Teacher's Guide to Vocabulary Development Across the Day, the newest edition to the Classroom Essentials series. We're also joined by series editor, Katie Woodray. Tanya and Katie talk about why it's important to take a deliberate approach to vocabulary instruction that spans throughout the day and not just in isolated units. Here now is Tanya and Katie.
2: Good afternoon, Tanya. I'm so excited to talk to you about your new book. Uh, It's the next installation in the Classroom Essentials series. It'll be out in October. A Teacher's Guide to Supporting Vocabulary Development Across the Day. So congratulations, first of all, on having finished it. And we're so excited to have you be a part of the Heinemann family. You've written lots of other things and other books, but this is your first Heinemann book. So congratulations. Thank you. It's been lots of fun so far working with you on the book. Um, and I'm so excited that it's going to come out. I am too. It's uh, I, I actually can't wait. It's beautiful too. The designs are gorgeous. They support the content so well. I'm really excited. I love how it looks.
0: How it looks really feels to me how I hope that conversations feel in classrooms between teachers and kids.
2: Well, it's interesting that you say that because that's one of, the, one of the first things I wanted to talk about. Um, I took a walk this weekend with my three and a half year old nephew and um, my sister was with me too. And I was just thinking about it's such a joyful time right now in his development and it's really all so much of it is about words you know he is his approximations are so wonderful and he's leaning into trying to understand what things mean he's interested in words he asks us what we mean by things and it's just so joyful and i was thinking about your book and that's really the stance that you bring to this work uh it's clearly the stance of the book and just you know that as adults we should both marvel at the learning children are doing and also just find joyful ways to support them in it. And just kind of curious about how you came to that stance.
0: Well, I think like you said, children love to communicate. They need lots of words to communicate. Words help them describe their world. Words help them to share their learning and their ideas. And they really Want to do that? So I think we should get excited about it. I think when we think about vocabulary as a list of flashcards or something like that that we have to cover, that's not really how words are used or how they feel in the world. Um, in real life, we use words uh, to help us communicate, to help us read, write, speak, listen, and learn. And that's how I think we should think about vocabulary for kids and in our classrooms and in our families in our homes.
2: And you know this, I was thinking about this too. I mean, you and I have been working on this project for a couple of years now, and I don't think I've ever asked you this, but I'm curious about how you, how vocabulary became your like lane as a researcher. How did you get, I know you started out as a kindergarten teacher, and then when you became, you know, a a, a researcher, how did it, how is it that vocabulary became the thing that, that you wanted to study? I have to say I've
0: always loved words, I've always loved to write, and I've always liked to think about uh, the best words to communicate with. But I honestly don't think I was the greatest vocabulary teacher when I taught kindergarten. I don't think I was always aware of how important it was unless it led to misconceptions for kids. So I was aware of it when kids were confused, but I wasn't necessarily aware of it as an all the time thing that I could help them help them with and help to, to focus on. Um, and then when I got to uh, studying more about literacy and reading development, I really learned a lot about how important words are for helping kids to both read and write and communicate. Um, and it just became really clear to me that this is such an important area to focus on to support kids' literacy development, but also kind of a neglected area, often in classrooms. And I don't think that's anybody's fault or anybody's trying to do a bad job. I just think sometimes with younger kids, we're not necessarily focusing on that because we have so much other stuff to focus on. But I think once we do pay attention to it, there are lots of opportunities to build vocabulary across the day as part of the work and the learning that we're already doing with kids.
2: And I know I was rereading um, some of the book this morning ahead of talking to you and i was reading again about that the a couple of studies actually that you talk about in there that really looked at vocabulary instruction in the early grades and and found that um a lot of it really didn't make that much difference in kids uh vocabulary you know trajectory and how much they were learning and uh and how that was a catalyst for you too i guess in your own research so was some of it just a recognition that what we weren't doing wasn't, isn't working, that what we are doing isn't working?
0: So when I uh, went back to graduate school, I obviously had to do a dissertation to get my doctorate. And so what I decided to do for my dissertation is go and visit a bunch of kindergarten classrooms um, all around a large Midwestern state that you could probably guess which one it is if you look up where I live. And um, We visited 55 different classrooms for 660 hours. And what we did is tried to find vocabulary instruction happening in those classrooms. And it turns out we didn't find even one single lesson that focused on vocabulary across all those hours. But what we did find were teachers explaining to words to kids across the day. And especially in certain parts of the day, like during read-alouds of literature and informational texts, during science and during social studies. And that's not really surprising because those are really big learning times when new ideas from books, new ideas from content area learning are coming into the day. All of this made me think a lot about what's happening in classrooms and how we can put more emphasis on vocabulary to make sure that kids do have some lessons Uh, for example some lessons around what to do when they get to a word that they don't understand Uh, what could they try as as an independent reader how can they use words in their writing interesting words right these seem really important but also to really think about vocabulary across the day and to take advantage of the opportunities kids have to learn Uh, when they are participating in read-alouds or science and social studies um, learning or math or the arts, right? There's so many wonderful opportunities to learn new words when we learn new things. Um, And taking a look in classrooms really helped me to see those opportunities.
2: Well, and you know, I think one of the things that um, made me reach out to you the very first time I did years ago about about writing for teachers for Heinemann was because I noticed that you did such a great job of, um, for lack of a better word, translating research into practice and, and really being clear about the practical implications of what research shows. And that just shines through in this book. And it, it made me wonder a little bit, too, about how, the, you know, the things that you've have chosen to study like the you just described whether they start out as questions of practice that you're then researching or sort of how do you how do you decide which uh, path to go down next and what you're going to study
0: for me it always starts with practice what I'm really interested in is the interactions between teachers and children and children and children in classrooms and how those support kids literacy development so Everything about my work always comes from that place of wanting to help teachers to really think about how to get the most out of the time they have with kids and how to really help kids to grow as literacy learners. That's what I'm passionate about. I always say when I'm going to think about if I should do a project or do a research study. I say to myself, is this going to help kids become better reader, writers, speakers, listeners? Um, and if the answer is yes, then I get super excited about the project or the study. And if the answer is no, it's probably not the right thing for me to work on.
2: Well, let me just say, I think that really shines through in, in all your work and all your contributions. And I really appreciate it, which is why, too, I'm so glad you're, you're part of this great new team that's going to be uh, editing The Reading Teacher. Congratulations on that, too. Thank you very much. And I would love teachers
0: who are part of the Heinemann audience and other authors from Heinemann to submit articles to the reading teacher or teaching tips. If you just want it to be something brief that you've really worked on in your classroom, that would be so wonderful because what the reading teacher does is really a space for researchers and teachers and literacy coaches and, and others involved in literacy education to communicate so researchers can share their ideas and teachers can share their ideas in this space. And that's really just so exciting to me. Um, one thing we're going to be doing that's new is we're going to have a teacher advisory board um, who can help us to read articles to make sure that every single article that we publish is feels useful and meaningful to teachers and has some practical Value in the classroom. So, if any of you want to do that, we are looking for volunteers who want to help us with that to make sure that we're really conveying research in ways that are useful to educators in their classrooms on Monday morning.
2: I think this Classroom Essentials book is going to serve as a great mentor text for how to really tease out practice from research. And of course, you know, all the time you spend in classrooms uh, is huge part of that as well. But it it really you've just done such a brilliant job of of helping look at the practice that comes out of that. So I I appreciate that so much. One of the things that I, I really was have been struck with working with you on this is this idea that, you you know, letting go of, of thinking of vocabulary as this little thing you do, let's do 10 minutes of sort of word study or whatever, and instead thinking of it across the day, something that's infused into everything you do. And yet, the fact that it's infused, it, it's not just responsive teaching, it's very planful and very intentional. So it's not like you just wait for an opportunity. You're really thinking about it and you're uh, anticipating, you know, what the teaching is going to sound like, what it's going to look like. And I just wondered if you could maybe talk a little about the importance of that, because some people might think that all you really need to do is talk in intelligent ways to kids and they'll pick it up, right? They'll pick it up method. But um, this is really about a lot more than that.
0: So I think, of course, it's wonderful to talk to children using big words, and that's never going to harm kids. And it's always an important thing to do. And if they ask about words, we always want to discuss words with children. But on the other hand, uh, if we are going to agree that vocabulary is really important for reading, writing, speaking, listening, and learning, we also have to make sure that we are taking advantage of opportunities to ensure that all children learn the words they're gonna need for school. So across all the content areas, as kids are learning new things, there are typically words associated with that content. And we really wanna make sure that all kids learn the words they're gonna need to participate in the learning of the classroom. And if we just leave it up to chance, then that learning is going to be inequitable in our classrooms, right? Some children might happen to pick it up, some might not. And I really am one who thinks that if we say vocabulary is important, we need to make an effort to be planful and really ensure that kids are developing the vocabulary they need to participate in school, but also to be, you know, readers, writers, learners in the long term.
2: So, and now i guess we need to go there when we when we were uh, working on this book we never dreamed that uh schooling would look like it does at this moment um we had turned the manuscript in uh, before march of 2020 and yet uh here we are and everyone has spent the last you know 8 months 6 months adapting to this new environment. Can you just talk a little bit about how you feel the content of the book is applicable, whether you're teaching in in a physical classroom with kids or you're teaching online? Um, I'm sure you've been asked to do some thinking about that in your professional development work already. So I think the most important
0: thing to remember is that good teaching is good teaching, no matter what modality we're teaching in. So if we think it's important for kids to learn vocabulary and that the way they learn it is through meaningful experiences, um, where those words are part of content area learning or where those words are part of read-alouds and we're going to discuss what they mean in books, then those are the things we have to figure out how to keep doing across modalities. I think uh, I keep saying to people, you know, if you wouldn't do it to kids in person schooled, please don't do it to them online, right? So if you wouldn't stand up in the class and do a PowerPoint presentation on vocabulary in front of your kindergarten class normally, uh, because you don't think that's developmentally appropriate, please don't do that in the online environment. And the same is true about what you would do, right? So if we think interactive read-alouds are the thing that's going to help kids, we're going to have to figure out ways to interact, whether we have all of us in the classroom wearing masks or some of the children in the classroom or if we're in an online environment. And that includes having some priorities. So really thinking about which things need to happen happen synchronously. Well, discussions of text probably need to happen synchronously for young kids. They can't type in a chat room, for example, efficiently to get their ideas out. So that's something we're going to have to make time for. Or if we want to send kids off to do uh, a science project at home, we're going to have to make some time to come back and discuss what they've learned. And those are the times where we can still share vocabulary words, and we can ask kids to use those as they describe what they're doing. And those are some kind of authentic ways or ways that align with the book to continue with this work. So overall, I I think most of it can still happen in whichever modality we're working on, but we still have to plan for it. um, And we can't can't let vocabulary go by the wayside or I hope we won't um, just because it's it's challenging to figure out new modalities to teach in
2: I was really as I was looking back through it this morning I mean I was really struck by you know what I know of online teaching I haven't had to do any of it but I certainly know a lot about what people are doing and it really struck me as I don't I mean I would be doing all these same things just in a you know as you said in a different modality in a different way but it makes perfect sense it's interesting too this was another thing i noticed uh spending some time with my nephew is the way in which i mean you t- you say again and again and again uh children learn new words when they learn new things and some of the vocabulary he's learning uh connected to a pandemic at three and a half you know is is pretty in, uh, pretty interesting not not words i had any reason to learn at his age i'm always amazed
0: at the vocabulary about online teaching that kids now have, right? So children are talking about their asynchronous instruction and their synchronous instruction. And I've actually had a few conversations with kids about what that means and what the A before asynchronous actually does to the word. So those are the, the kinds of conversations that we can have really around anything new that we learn. And the other thing that I've been thinking a lot about is that kids are always learning. So, even if they're not in school, they're learning. They're learning from their experiences in their families and their communities. And the wonderful thing that we can do is take advantage of those experiences and help kids to share them and have the vocabulary, have the words to share what's going on in their lives. And for me, that's ultimately what's important, right? That kids can share their ideas through oral language, they can read new ideas, they can write their ideas, and they have the best possible words uh to do that with
2: well i guess the, the, just the last thing I'd, I'd like to ask you tanya you know the book is in addition to being beautiful which we've already talked about it's wonderfully uh just practical and accessible and i'm just uh i know what it's like to have a book coming out into the world and it and you it's sort of you, you just have hopes for it right you you dream of the possibilities that this book uh for what it can be in the world. And I'm just wondering what some of your hopes are for your Classroom Essentials book.
0: Well, I definitely hope that lots of teachers will choose to read the book. Um, And I hope what they'll take from the book is sort of just reframing how vocabulary is thought about in elementary classrooms, really seeing how important it can be, but also seeing how we can plan for it across what we do to to make sure that kids are learning word meanings. And this is just so important in the long-term because as they read more and more complex texts, they're gonna be more and more uh, interesting and challenging vocabulary. So if we help kids to use great words in their oral language, that's gonna help them when that word is in in a text that they're gonna read. So, I hope everyone will get as excited about vocabulary as I am. I hope teachers will be inspired to think about vocabulary in planning all of their units and where are some opportunities to teach kids uh, fantastic new words. And I hope that that makes kids in their classrooms excited about words. Um, I find that when we teach kids words, they want to use them. One of the greatest things I saw when I first started doing this was kids were learning about pets in a preschool classroom. And I saw kids playing with um, little plastic animals. And one said to the other, This animal is ferocious. And I thought, Wow, that's really wonderful because they had been learning that we don't choose pets that are ferocious animals. And I thought, Yes, that's what we want, right? We want kids to take these words, apply them, use them. To convey meaning in their everyday life, and uh, just get excited.
2: Well, I think I can't imagine that it won't it won't do all those things in the world, especially once people start reading it and talking about it, because it's just it's a lovely, gorgeous, smart book, and uh, I'm very excited.
1: So, good
2: luck, and and thanks for chatting with me today.
1: Thank you. My thanks to Tanya and Katie for their time today. A Teacher's Guide to Vocabulary Development Across the Day is available now at Heinemann.com. You can learn more about the book and the entire Classroom Essentials series at blog.heinemann.com. The Heinemann Podcast is a production of Heinemann Publishing. It is produced and edited by Steph George. Sound mixing by Steph George. Our creative producer is Lauren Audette. And our executive producer is me, Brett
2: Whitmarsh. To learn more about the Heinemann podcast, visit blog.heineman.com.
1: Thanks for listening.